Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we're doing a Once More Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today, we're doing Season 4, Episode 18, Where Where the the Wild wild things Things Are. This episode originally aired April 25th, 2000, written by Tracy Forbes and directed by David Solomon. Over to you, Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Worth my time, Eddie, and this one... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Uh... But, like, like this is probably the only episode of this season that I skip. Uh-huh. Uh, but again, even the really, really bad episodes still have parts that are really great. Yeah, but this one is very... I'll be hanging to use that. <laughs> yeah, this one's a miss. It yeah. really is a miss. It, it almost felt like a season one episode. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that bad, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I just think it's an absolute mess. And the fact that it's around, you know, sort of based around Riley and Buffy having too much sex <laughs> is kind of gross and... <laughs> But there's also sort of no real philosophy or metaphors going on in this episode. No, there's nothing, no. And it doesn't make any sense at all why anything is happening. And they're trying to do like a haunted house, but they've already done the haunted house this season. So then they tried to make it like about repressed sexual desire. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, talk a bit more yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've, I've got a b- I have a bit to say this episode. There could be a long episode for a bad episode. Maybe <laughs> when they're when they're really bad, you've got a lot to say, I think. And I think we have a lot to say about this one, don't we? Yeah. So anyway, do the summary. All right, do the summary. I want to get back into this. Yeah. We begin this episode with Buffy and Riley fighting a vampire and a demon in the cemetery, following disposing of both of them. On the way to tell Giles about the odd pairing of a demon and a vampire, they end up having sex at Riley's frat house. Xander is driving an ice cream truck for his new job and Anya rides along with him to complain about their diminishing relationship. The gang talks about patrol the night before and they realise that Adam is bringing the races of demons together. Buffy and Riley escape for some alone time, which is no secret to the rest of the gang. The two continue their sex romp through the night. While the rest of the house is freezing cold, Buffy and Riley continue to keep occupied and warm. An initiative agent is badly burned when a fire in a fireplace bursts forth into the room. At a frat party, Buffy and Riley are making eyes at each other from across the room while their friends attempt to talk to them. A guy is talking to a girl when he places his hand on a wall and suddenly gets very excited. Baltigasm! Baltigasm! Dana flirts with a girl named Julie. Willow touches Tara's knee, but Tara backs away, inexplicably disgusted with the gesture. Spike and Anya bond over a couple of beers at the bronze, complaining about what it's like to be without their harmful demon powers. The two then arrive at the party and verbally gang up on Xander. A group is playing spin the bottle and Xander joins in. On Xander's turn, the bottle lands on Julie and he kisses her on the cheek. She suddenly jumps on him and starts kissing him aggressively. After she runs away, Xander follows and finds her in the closet cutting off her hair. 
Willow goes to the restroom looking for Tara and instead finds a ghost of a young boy drowning in the bathtub. When she reaches for him, he disappears and reappears behind her, scaring her. All this time, Buffy and Riley have barely come up for air, not even stopping when they hear Willow scream or the gang calling for them outside the door. After being spun once more, the beer bottle used in the game spins around violently and spontaneously breaks. Vines begin to cover the internal walls, and the house shakes violently, and leather straps seem to come out of nowhere, binding Spike to the chair he is sitting in. Forrest tries to warn Graham, but he responds by speaking in a strange yet religious manner. They run downstairs for instructions from their commanding officers. A ghost of a young girl runs straight through Anya and disappears. Spike breaks free of his bonds and everyone escapes outside. The gang goes to Giles for help and find him singing and playing the guitar at the espresso bar. Behind the eyes, no one knows what, what it's like to be the sad man. Research leads them to information about the Lowell building, which used to be the old Lowell home for children. They find the woman who ran the children's home and she confesses that she rewarded the children when they were good and punished them when they were dirty. She would cut off the hair of the girls and would preen the hair in the mirror in order to remove the temptation of vanity and baptise them by holding their bodies underwater in a bathtub. After leaving, they conclude that the group of poltergeists is now releasing their pent-up sexual energy thanks to the repetitive acts of sex by Buffy and Riley. When Buffy and Riley are drained of all their strength, they will die. Without Tara and Giles perform a spell to stop the ghosts, ghostly children appear, a strong wind blows through the air and the table is thrown across the room. Xander and Anya attack their way through the vines and try to reach Buffy and Riley. Anya is knocked across the house while Xander is dragged into the bathtub and held underwater, only to be watched by the ghost children. Anya makes her way upstairs to save Xander and they fight against the violence and finally open Riley's door room. The next day, the gang talks about the consequences of Buffy and Riley's endless sex. Unconvincingly, Buffy and Riley say how horrible the experience was. Wink, the wink, end. nod, nod. Yeah. All right, Eddie. What do you want to start with this? Okay, so I think there is meant to be some sort of commentary about teenage sexual repression and the traumatic consequences when teens are forced to believe that their normal urges are shameful and evil, but it just misses the mark. <laughs> well, where do we start from? Like, okay, so that they're not they're not dead children; they're the the sexual energy of yeah. the children? Like, what? how does that even make any the sense? the repression of the children. Yeah, the children. Re- repression yeah. of it, the children. Mm, that's just it. It makes no sense. Yeah, I don't, to me, it, it kind of it kind of felt like a Stephen King novel or specifically those Stephen King TV movies that were really popular in the, in the 90s. And they always had this interesting setup and premise and just a terrible execution at the end. Yeah. And this is exactly what it felt like. Exactly. That is probably <laughs> the best way of describing this episode. It has this good, yeah, a, a setup that in the end it's like, what? Because they never really go into, so so what happens next? Like, so can Buffy and Riley never have sex in that house again? Or well, if someone else has sex in that house again, it is a frat house. So I'm like, I'm it's get- a frat house just filled with men. Of course, like, are you saying that no one else has had sex in that house? 
yeah, how did it start and how how did it just by opening the door it ended, um, and then everything was back to normal. Everything was just reset the second I opened the door. Yeah. The, the and, vines and the other thing is that's not the first time they've had sex. Like it's multiple. Like it's been a while that they've been having sex in this house. Yeah, and why were the vines there? Oh, to just I don't know <laughs> what caused the vines to appear. Yeah, because that has nothing to do with children's yeah repressed sexual urges. Yeah, I don't know. Again, another thing that was thrown in there that had no explanation or payoff. Yeah, it's just an absolute mess. Mm. And the worst thing is, is that feels like like it was the first draft. Feel feels like this needed a few more like rewrites a little tweaks or something yeah because there is this like that premise of the sexual repression is it's a good premise Mm. uh, especially when it comes to like Buffy and her traumatic experiences with sex so far has been you know her the love of her life turning into a monster and then when she tried to start a new relationship with a guy he ended up not actually reciprocating Mm. those feelings Uh, so she was sort of dealing with that rejection and also Angel's rejection as well. So she's had multiple rejections and nothing good around sex. She hasn't really experienced a healthy sex life. And then you throw in what happened with uh, Faith in the previous couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it was two episodes ago. You could have had a good little thing about her anxiety around sex with Riley after what happened with Faith because she's so insecure about what a healthy sex life actually is. Yeah. Um, And the other missed opportunity for this episode is that you also have like Willow perhaps starting to develop these feelings for Tara. And it'll – I think it moves in the next episode. It Mm -hmm. comes to a head. (laughs) <laughs> so to speak. Okay. Um, but, you know, you just have – that was an area that they could have explored more in this episode. I think this episode probably should have been more to do with uh, Buffy and Tara rather than Anya and Xander. Mm-hmm. And yeah. their, what, their non-sex life that she thinks because they didn't have sex one night. But, again, she doesn't have a great idea of – what yeah, a exactly. Yeah, she's sex life is so her idea of a relationship is that once the sex starts to dwindle, that's when they cheat and they. Mm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. she just it all turns to shit. Yeah, we didn't have sex the other night in twenty four hours. Yeah, let's do it right in front of the kids in the ice cream truck. <laughs> you want sex? Let's have sex right here. Hot, sweaty, big sex. Um and yeah and the stuff with Willow. All you have is like Tara. Tara um, doing a little freak out saying, don't touch me, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, and they, they, I felt like there needed to be another conversation after that. Mm. And it was just her going, I don't like it here, I want to go. <laughs> it was just... Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, bit, uh, a bit weird, that one, I thought, yeah. Yeah. So I felt like there needed to be a deeper conversation there. Uh, Not a great plan. And when it comes to frat houses in the <laughs> Buffy universe, they just should just stop going to parties at frat houses. <laughs> yeah. 
like nothing good. Nothing ever. Nothing, nothing good ever comes good, from them. Nothing good has ever happened at one of these frat house parties. No, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, definitely a disaster waiting to happen. And uh, the initiative guys still haven't learnt. Don't use the yeah, lifts yes. in uh, an emergency. Yeah, they still ignored the whole use yeah. the stairs. Mm. Yeah, um, but that that's another thing that's really messy about the episode is that they go down into the initiative. In the middle of the party. Yeah, with everyone around. With everyone around. um, And they go down into the initiative and then they just do nothing. Yeah, that's that's, that's the last to see them. (laughs) You don't see them again. They don't do anything. Mm, Just wait it out. They just wait it out. Someone else will fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Like Anya and Xander fix it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's another good premise. They could have had like Forrest, like he's like repressed sexual urges for (laughs) For Riley, Riley coming. Maybe if he started having sex with someone else, it could have cancelled them out or something. <laughs> we need more people having sex. Yeah. Um, oh, we had a special guest in this episode, uh, Kathleen Jostin, who played the sweet little old lady who I called it from the start. Oh, she's evil. <laughs> Never trust a sweet old oh, lady. No, she's not a sweet old lady. She's a little religious... She's a religious old mm. lady, which they're the worst. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones you stay from, stay away from. Uh, so that actress, they make sure that they put their repression on onto those around yeah, them. Yeah, when they start quoting the Bible, that's when you uh, got to run. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Catherine Justin, uh, actress, have been in a lot of shows, The West Wing, but I remembered remember her, her from, from Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah, I was watching her and going, "What do I remember her from?" She's been on lots of shows, but Scrubs was the one where she played. It was, I think, it was in the first season. She played the woman who wanted to die, which yeah. is a very, very sad episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, that—that's the one in three patients die, and then like I think all three of them die. And then don't all they? three of them die. Yeah, yeah. But she wanted to die, and he and he spends the episode trying to. Or Zach Braff's character spends the episode trying to convince her not to die, and he's like, "Oh, learn a language and she speaks Japanese or oh, Chinese." Europe. Yeah. She's like, no, I've, I've been that. I'm ready to die now. Yeah, she's like, I've lived a good life. I've got got my kids and my grandkids and, mm-hmm. you know, it's my time to go. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't want – I think it was she didn't want to go through months of chemo. Yeah, and yeah. Like, where, you know, where the, the treatment is actually worse than the disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I will talk about some of the good things in this episode, the yeah. things that work in this episode. Okay, yeah. Uh. And one of those things is Giles singing Behind Blue Eyes by <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. By the who? By the who? By the who? 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 The who? Yeah, who what? The who, the band. Like, who's who are you? Who Jared. are you? <laughs> who's on second? Yes. Um, We're not doing that bit. <laughs> no, we are not doing that bit. And yeah, go ahead and tell me. Who's on first, what's on second, I don't know, is on third. Uh, and the looks of horror and bewilderment <laughs> on everyone's faces when they see him singing. Yeah. <laughs> it was him singing too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got a pretty good voice, him. yeah. Oh, Runs yeah. in the family, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he might sing again. Oh, look might forward even, to that. Might even sing again this, this season. Hmm. Oh, Okay. Maybe a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. I think, like, Joss discovered that he could sing. <laughs> well, considering he did Rocky Horror Picture Show, so... Oh, this was this is before that. Was it? No, I thought yeah. he did that, like, in the 80s. Did he? Yeah. 
Like well before this, he did Rocky Horror Picture Show. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I thought he did it after. Maybe he did both. Hmm, could have. True. Uh, yeah. So, and Willow admits that she always had a crush on him. Mm. <laughs> now she remembers why, and I think everyone else had a slight crush on him too. I yeah. think the other girls like, huh? You know, guys singing. And then Zane and his uh, earring. <laughs> yeah, his earring he was, on display. He was rocking it out. Uh, and I think it's that thing where he has like this weird look of, like he gets the look of being uncomfortable, but like a champ, it doesn't stop him. Doesn't even break a note. No. Keeps going. He just has a pissed off look on his face. Yeah. Good on you, Giles. Uh, and also what works really well in this episode is Anya and Spike and, you know, the formerly evil foes having nostalgia. About how killing, how great killing used to be, and how so they fun. and how they took the power for granted. Yeah, I know. It was it was uh, pretty detaining to, to watch them reminisce about the good old yeah. days and how they loved to kill. And I really want to kill again. Yeah, and but you take it for granted. <laughs> you, you know, you didn't stop and smell the smell the corpses. <laughs> 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 Just have to kill a lot of people. Uh, yeah, that just it's just funny seeing them doing this little nostalgic look back on their life. Mm. Where it all went wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and that, they actually have a really they have really good chemistry together. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah they worked really well together in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only other plot point to mention. For this episode is about the vampire demon tag team. Ah, uh, yes. So they mentioned that at the start and never came back to that. So is that no. foreshadowing? Yeah. So okay. that'll be to do. And that had nothing to do with what was going on? Nothing no- at all. Nothing to do Absolutely with that? Absolutely nothing. No. He had nothing to do with that? No. Okay. Just a little side quest on that one. <laughs> yeah. Just a little side quest. But yeah, that's that's why I'm like, this one's just, you just skip it. You mm. don't, I think they even go over the demon vampire tag team in the next episode anyway. Hmm. So, because there's other strange things that start happening. Stranger <laughs> things. <laughs> Just strange. Just strange. Yeah. Also, one thing that isn't resolved, as you were talking about that old, you know, the stuff with the religious lady. It it's it's not really resolved. No. Yeah. It's it's left open, open ended, and and uh, yeah, not resolved and not ever. And no precaution is put in, in place to nev- for it to never happen again, mm. which is really odd. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just written out, oh, we've fixed it now. Done. Yeah. Roll credits. Yeah. Now, I will ask, did you had you seen this episode? No, I haven't seen this episode. Yeah, I doubt you would have because I'd normally I, I've never seen it. a cum war before. <laughs> <laughs> and what the hell? Why? <laughs> why? Why was the that pol- happening? The poltergasm wall. The poltergasm wall. Why was that happening? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, hey man, check out this wall. <laughs> uh, frat guys playing spin the bottle. People, do people play spin the bottle anymore? I don't know. Did anyone ever really ever play spin the bottle? I don't ever. It never really worked very well. When I, I remember, it would always land like in between. <laughs> So you did play it. <laughs> oh, of course. I think, but they were, but it was never. Yeah, it was just, it was just like a kiss in the cheek sort of thing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was like when I was pretty young as well. Like, yeah, a, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you go down a rabbit hole this this time around, Jared? Um, I went down a little rabbit hole. I went down back memory lane of um, soapy shows for some reason. Why soapy shows? Uh, one of the actors, oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, was in Days of Our Lives and all that. I don't know. Just I can't believe those shows are still going. It, 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 and we have already discussed I know, this. I know. And but oh, can we add that Neighbours has finished to our mm, UK yeah. fans? <laughs> yeah. To to the horror. I think they finished filming the was last 30, episode. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven years. years. Yeah. Yeah. So Neighbours is finished now. Um, I think it was only made for the overseas market. I don't think anyone yeah, in Australia the moment, watched they, it. They changed it from Channel Ten to Eleven. Which channel, channel Eleven is like the, what the they used to call I the guess. they used to call yeah it's called your digital. Well, yeah, they're, they're, um, Channel Ten ha- and Channel Nine, Channel Seven have all the minor channels and stuff. But I'm, I'm guessing it probably just filled a quota for the station to having licenses that you have to make X amount of Australian, Australian content. Content. So that fit that quota. Um, and I don't think they're making any money in Australia. It was all overseas. So once they all dried up, we're like, well, we're done. You know. Goodbye, Pinnock Court. <laughs> or Ramsey Street, sorry. Ramsey Street. <laughs> Pinnock, that's its actual. So, yeah, that's the real one. And people used to go there and do burnouts. They, oh, I can see it on TV. Yeah. Oh, can I also mention the first time I saw Neighbours in the UK? I was watching it with a friend and there was kangaroos in the intro. And oh, okay. I'm like, what? I don't watch the intro, but I'm pretty sure there's no kangaroos what? in the isn't intro it, of Neighbours. It's, it's like in Nunawadding. Yeah, yeah, not a wadding, yeah. Is w- the street where it's at. I think it's not a wadding. Yeah. We're at Fern Tree Gully, around that area, yeah. 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 Which is pretty much chock a block. Well, wadding. it's full suburbia, yeah. Full suburbia. Yeah. And I, there I ain't feel no like, kangas in no. that area. <laughs> and I feel like that intro is made for the overseas market because mm. it's an Australian show, you've got to have kangaroos in there, so bleh. Yeah. The only TV shows, that the Australian TV shows that I saw overseas was McLeod's Daughters. Mm-hmm. Dubbed into like Spanish, French, <laughs> <laughs> and Italian. I think everywhere we went, every time I put the TV on, McLeod's Daughters was mm. playing. Uh, but that wasn't my rabbit hole. Oh, okay. That was <laughs> mentioning that. Um, that was an honourable mention. My rabbit hole was the Rolling Stone readers choose the worst cover songs of all time. <laughs> Number two was... Limp Biscuit Behind Blue Eyes. But actually, I can do the top 10 if you like. All right, do the top 10. Top 10. So, going with number 10 was William Shatner, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, that's not that bad. Have you heard his version? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's not spoken word, though. He is singing in it. I, I thought it might have been spoken word. He released this like a long years ago. This is like in the 70s. Oh, this might be a different one then. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't one of those spoken word oh, ones? I, thought it, I, I like his spoken word. I think it, common people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live like common people. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. And the limp, well, the limp biscuit version of Behind Blue Eyes was done for the movie Gothica. Oh, I remember that movie. That was crap. She told me that her dad was loaded. I said, Yeah, yeah, case, I know this so one. I, I thought you were putting on his she version said, of it. Oh, you want to hear that and one? In yeah. 30 oh. seconds time, just, she just said, better. I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. But I thought you were doing a conversation on the worst cover songs. Uh, yeah, I was doing the top ten. All right, we'll go back to the top ten. All right, so that was 
Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Number nine, Jessica Simpson, These Boots Are Made For Walking. Okay. Which is horrible. Mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne at number eight, Imagine. Oh, I have not heard that. Yeah. Um, you, you I can be, imagine. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. I don't know. There's, there's something about doing John Lennon covers that, I don't know. Yeah. That's not great, that one. Uh, number seven, we've got Britney Spears, I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, that's from her movie. And Is it's it? actually, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. I listened to some of these. Uh, number six, Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal. Now, no, I actually like that awesome. one. I like that. The, the, these, were, these were the Rolling Stone readers chose this, all right? So, oh, so there's going to be a bit of bias. I think so. Um, uh, with a second appearance, Britney Spears. And number five, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I've never heard it. She makes two appearances in this one. Uh, number four, Cheryl Crow, Sweet Child of Mine. That was actually not that bad. I don't think I've heard it. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's in her style. I, I don't think it was that bad. I actually kind of liked it. Number three, Madonna. Uh, American Pie. American Pie, yeah. I like Madonna, so. I don't think that was that bad. Uh, number two, we have Behind Blue Eyes by our mates, Limp Biscuits, which... Yeah, it's bad. For the movie Gothica. For the movie Gothica. Yeah. Which I felt like it was lied. And for number one, we have... It's a long drum roll. Uh, That is a very long drum roll. Hang on, it's 53 second drum roll. Hang on. (laughs) Gonna be here a long one. All right, take two. Drum roll. Number th- number one is Miley Cyrus. Smells like a teen spirit. Yeah, I feel like this was a very very um, prejudiced. Yeah, I think so. She did notice the- notice that all of them, uh, other than Limp Biscuit, they're all female singers. Oh, we got uh, William Shatner as well, Alien Ant Farm. Um, but it, she didn't actually release it. She just played it live once. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was at time. It was relative to the time of when the vote was done. So maybe it was in people's minds. And to be honest, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, hell, she, it's just smelled like a teen spirit. You really can't do that song that bad. But it was done live. So I take that back. You can do it bad. But it was done live with a band and everything. So, And she's a singer. She doesn't sound like Kirk Cobain. But, yeah, she wasn't trying to. Yeah. I don't think. So that's unfortunately what people do with music is yeah. that they will take it and turn it into something else yeah. if they want to do it. So, yeah, definitely think people were trolling on this one. So, yeah. And very uh, maybe a little misogynist this list Just as well, I Just think. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was my little rabbit hole. Oh, actually, I forgot to mention – oh, no, it doesn't matter. I was just – there was a little goof I thought was quite funny. As during the earthquake scene, you can see Spike's reflection in the mirror behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Um, all right. Should we get into question time? Uh, I think so. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. Jared, mm-hmm. which character was your favourite in this episode? I like Spike. Yeah, I went with Anya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Spike did have his moment where he said he talked himself out of helping them again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Spike did have some good moments in this episode. Yeah. But I, I could put Spike for my favourite character for pretty much every episode. I know, so yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. Anya, Anya, Anya has a bit more of a role in this episode, so I'll put yeah. her in there. Yeah. Uh, which character do you love to hate? Forest. Forest Gates. <laughs> I'm going Genevieve Holt, the, the, the religious torture oh, woman. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. I know Punish them for being dirty. Started off so nice and sweet. And when she's like that, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. I know what's happening here. Know exactly where this is going. Uh, LOL moment. I think the cum wall has to have a pretty good <laughs> mention on that. I actually will go with the part before it where there's that fucking guy from Beer Bad going... But nobody really talks about, you know, <laughs> the way language tastes, you know, the way it feels rolling off your tongue. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then he, yeah, then makes his O face as uh, he touches the <laughs> poltergasm wall. You almost need, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a little uh, jizz in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> to the <laughs> what is it, the Lonely Island? Yeah, guys, yeah. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. There's three of you. How can you be lonely? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, favorite fight scene? Was it really a fight scene in this? Was it? The only one I could really go for was the Xander Anya fight in the, in the uh, ice cream truck, I oh think. Oh, yeah. There was no actual physical fight, was oh, there? The, Maybe the only, at the start. The only physical one was from the start. Yeah. Where she was like, I'll fight fancy and you, and I'll, look, what is it? And I'll fight horny or I'll get horny. <laughs> was that um, something Faith alluded to? Oh, no. She, she, sorry. She says, you get fangy and I'll get horny. Okay. Fangy and horny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spell check changed fangy to fancy. <laughs> fancy and horny. Fancy and horny. Yeah, it was meant to be fangy. Sounds like some sort of ice skating couple. Mm. Like Torval and Dean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Favorite scene. No one knows <laughs> what, what it's like, like to be the bad man. To be the sad man behind blue eyes. I'm surprised you didn't grab the guitar and start doing uh, that. Can I? Do you want to grab the guitar and do that? Okay. No one knows what it's like to be the sad man. <laughs> to be the bad man. All right, I did it. Okay. All right. It took way too long to set up. But um, anyway. Yeah, mine has to be Spike and Anya entering the party. And Spike's like, hey, I know these guys from somewhere. And Anya's like, yeah, they're all initiative soldiers. They live here. Experiments happen in the lab under the house. It's where they kept you and put your chip in. Let's have fun. <laughs> 
No filter. <laughs> Least favourite scene? I thought the spin the bottle scene was a little tacky. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably go all the Buffy, boring Buffy Riley sex that they were having. <laughs> mm. Falling into the pits of the earth while they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it they're trying to get lost. They're lost in each other. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite quote. Uh, so Xander had a little funny quote. I liked uh, to response of that. Genevieve was it? Genevieve. Yeah, Genevieve. Uh, yeah, you smell sin. Well, let me tell you something, lady. Who smelt it? Dealt it. Ye who smelt it, dealt it. Oh. Ye who smelt it, dealt it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I have to go with uh, Spikes. You know, you take the kill for granted and then it's gone. And you're like, I wish I'd appreciated it more. Stopped and smelled the corpses, you know. And Anya is nodding along mm-hmm. nostalgically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> All right, who gets the wooden spoon in this episode? I gave it to the initiative. They okay, suck. Yeah. yeah, they do suck. Um, but I'm going to give it to the writers of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> because Jeez. I think there was an idea here. Uh, Tracy Forbes, not a fan of her, huh? No. Mm. Uh, but, you know, there was an idea here and definitely a missed opportunity. Mm. Uh Maybe just push for time and thought, ah, oh, we'll just wing it, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, it just, it really needed like a couple more, like a few more little rewrite tweaks and you mm. probably could have had a really good episode. Yeah. But you just end up with this absolute mess. Mm. Haunted house. <laughs> for a show that is well known for its writing, yeah. this is one of the sloppiest episodes. Yeah. Like a lot of people hate Beer Bad, but Beer Bad made more sense than this. Yeah, it did, yeah. Beer Bad was actually enjoyable to watch. There's nothing enjoyable to well, watch. We at least about got this. some sort of explanation as to why this had all happened, not just sexual spirits. Yeah. Repressed spirits. Okay. Yeah. Repressed, not, not spirits. Um, sexual. Does it well, just just uh, feelings, I guess, or emotions. It wasn't emotions. It was just sexual desire. Hmm. Yeah. But not, but it wasn't all sexual, like the kid being held underwater, like his traumatic experience of yeah, being held underwater. The trauma, of the trauma, but not of dead people, of just their trauma was manifesting. Ugh, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, trauma that's physically manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, no, we've been over it. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, and who's who's the MVP of this episode? Oh, I think Xander might be the MVP. Yeah, I went with Anya. Yeah, she actually saves Xander. Oh, uh, she does. Yeah, um, and she and she cops it. She absolutely cops it in this episode. She gets a vine through her hand. Yeah, that was pretty graphic. That wasn't it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she falls off the balcony onto a, like a couch, and I'm like, and she didn't fully like land on the couch. Mm. She would have been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> pretty badly. Um. Yeah. And she rescues uh, Xander. Yeah. Fair. Fair call. Yeah. Uh, what do you rate this episode out of 10? I gave it three age-appropriate earrings. 
I went with three out of ten poltergasm walls. Oh, three as well, huh? Yeah. Well, I think it's the lowest rating you've ever given for a uh, Buffy episode. I reckon. I think you've given a three uh, before. No, I would have given lower for gingerbread because I fucking hate that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Which one I was th- that again? Is that the puppet? No. No, gingerbread's the one where they're burned at the stake. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Joyce is the one doing the burn. Yeah. <laughs> we should really hang out sometime. <laughs> Good time to network at, at um, Burnings, isn't it? Yeah, so <laughs> I, th- I think I gave gingerbread like one. Yeah. But yeah, that that's my most hated episode. Okay, all right. So Take your word for it on that one. Just because I hate burning at the stake stuff but yeah. and mob rule kind of stuff. This one I just hate because it's, it's as you said, it's like a Stephen King. Really does. Play. I mean, I, I had such high hopes. I was sort of getting intrigued. Oh, what's going on? Oh, no, it's just, just sex stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I like that. Oh. Oh, I'm doing that. Oh, noise. Oh, we are at the end of the episode, aren't we, Eddie? Is there, any, yes. is there anything we can say more about this episode? We're just going to be going in circles, oh, just aren't we? Just skip it. Just skip it. Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. Did you hear that? Don't listen to this episode if you already have. Don't, no, sk- don't skip our episode. We mean skip skip the Puffy episode. Yeah. Listen to, just listen to us instead. There's, uh, you don't miss anything. Um, yeah. You can take it out and it would no effect, have no effect on anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's pure filler episode. Filler. Oh, the F word. Pure filler. filler. Pure filler. All right, Eddie. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hit this up and wrap this up for tonight. So, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you want to hit us up on the internet, Eddie, where can you find us? Well, we are on TikTok. Instagram, there is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com and if you want to help out the podcast, please look. if you want to help out the podcast, please follow the link so in some the some instructions can I speak English <laughs> please follow the instructions <laughs> oh no, oh, oh it's all fucked I'm up, fucked oh, no. you know what I mean just, just there's like a share, merch. there's a merch store, buy merch Follow the link tree. And do that, yeah. yeah. All right, no worries. Take care. See ya. Right. Bye. Gerard.